When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm Russell Tovey. And I'm Robert Diamond. And this is Talk Art. Welcome to Talk Art. How are you, Rob? Today, Russell, I am feeling joyous mm. about the possibility of art and the way that art can change lives. And that encompasses being creative, actually mm. making art, but mm. also helping others to unlock their creative potential through education and just by being a kind of wonderful example of being a great artist, really. And today's guest is that example. She is major. We became friends recently in Margate, uh, she came down a number of times. We originally met through Charmaine Watkiss, who's a previous guest of Talk Art. We met again with the actor uh, Sarah Niles, who I love is Sarah. Yeah, I mean, so good, so major. And we ended up sort of chatting lots more, and then we've kind of become friends, and we talk a lot on on Instagram, and have hung out in London as well. And actually, you even came to our recording with Kate Bryan at Soho House recently. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we've become friends, and um, I'm so inspired by today's guest because the first time we ever met, we spoke a lot about education and the way that art really really, really, really can transform people's lives and build confidence and kind of just inspire people to be better and to care more about each other. And I think at the time as well, the government were making huge cuts and it was, you know, there's often a lot of resistance to art and art education. And um, yeah, we just want to remind everyone that art is a good thing. <laughs> I'm sure if they're listening to this podcast, they know that already. But yes, well, I lovely words, so. Rob. Lovely so words. we would like to welcome to Talk Art, Sharon, Sharon Waters. Waters. Oh, that's the loveliest introduction. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy we're doing this because we've been talking about it for months. We have. It's so nice to be here. That's yeah. And so many things got in the way because like I got COVID, he got COVID, Christmas, all these things. I know. It's <laughs> like such bad timing. But, but you, you said you met in Margate, but we've become bezers because we I met you in Margate at the show that I was curating that Charmaine Watkiss was in. Was yeah. that the first time you guys met? Yeah. Yeah, so, it was. Wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Same yeah. Day. So we was all yeah. in the garden there. Like the pandemic had kind of given us a respite. And we well, actually, the there had been a, there was meant to be a big summer party with Gucci, I think, that night. And it got postponed and then cancelled because we couldn't do it because of all the lockdown restrictions and then a few people came including I think it was just you guys so we ended up literally having like one-on-one time all of us yeah it was was really nice yeah just sitting around the kitchen table hanging out yeah 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 yeah. but we've seen each other loads because I met you then and then um, I was uh, on the jury for the Turner Prize which was at Coventry this year and you had an installation in Coventry I did and you were there for the launch of the Turner Prize in the Herbert Arts Mm -hmm. Centre there and you 
walked me to your marched me no you walked I did. me you asked I you asked to take me you went to want me to take I said yes I want the artist to take me to see this installation and you had your installation where which is one of the first times we are seeing yourself mm. really in your artwork can we talk a bit about this this piece yes yeah, so I created a piece for Coventry City of Culture and it's a it's one of the large well it's the largest scale installation I've ever hand cut myself and um it features myself in the work, as you said. It's set in what looks like kind of um, forest landscape, I guess. And it's a multi-layered piece that moves and it's also got light. So it's almost like a light box, but it's part of what's called the show windows, which is part of Coventry City of Culture, curated by Charlie Levine. And um, yeah, so that's the piece I've frog-marched you to. <laughs> and for those who don't know about your work, so collage is the kind of central um, sort of work Element. that you make. Yeah. Um, and often it might have been more like A4 size, kind of like more, you know, on your kitchen table at home yeah. perhaps or in a studio as well. But then you've now gone to these much more ambitious, like large scale. And I heard you had to use a tennis table, a tennis um yeah. People, a table a tennis table, table. Yeah, a yeah. table tennis table to create that piece. Yeah, to so, actually um, like scalpel it. And everything. Yeah, yeah, so I am. Um, so most of the series that I created called Seeing Ourselves was created on an A4 cutting mat in front of my TV on the sofa. Love that. I was completely obsessively making this work every single night. I think it was for like maybe four months or so. Every night I made a new piece. It had to be a new piece and it became quite an obsessive, meditative thing that new I had piece to of do. the series yeah new right. piece of the series every single night um but for the Coventry City of Culture piece I then decided to go really big because I was given this proposal that's kind of said can you make a piece of work to fit into a window and I'm a bit like I guess so it's quite big but to hand cut it myself was a really big deal um so I used a studio in Birmingham hand cut it over a few days and I just give my—I always just give myself one chance, so there are no backup co copies. If oh, it goes, right. yeah, I never ever have a backup copy. So this is a rule you set yourself. Yeah, with with all of your practice, every single thing. Why why have you given yourself such a hard? Because <laughs> I'm a sadist. Um, <laughs> I think just because I want to trust the process, so whatever happens happens in that work. So. I try to think that there aren't any mistakes. There are things that I can amend and I try and take that same ethos in life as well. Mm. So that if something happens, I know it probably sounds a bit strange, but if something happens while I'm making the work, yeah. just go with the flow. So you had an idea originally, but just trust that it's going to be okay so and you'll work around it. A kind of flexibility or something. Yeah, because I'm so inflexible in, in life generally. I'm quite, I like things a certain way. Uh, but through art, I'm able to be a lot freer. Wow, that's cool. That's really interesting. So things happen for a reason yeah. within your creativity. Yeah. And the things that are uncontrollable in life, you have to try and control. Yeah. And I think so often, especially during the time that we're, we've been living through for the last couple of years, yeah. everything's been so controlled. And, you know, there are so many things you can't do and you can't... And I just think, feel like this is the one space where I can really be free. I can... I can just take a step back and take a breather and just immerse myself into it. Wow. And actually, in your collages, you, you, you often cut away, like we're talking about a scalpel here, so you, you, you'll have like a, an image and then you'll, 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 you'll cut into it yeah. and then remove sections yeah. and then you have like 
a kind of a, a space that then you might fill with yeah. another image or yeah. another texture. Can you talk a bit about that? Because that 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 in itself, like the actual um, physical way you're making those cutouts with the scalpel, it does create a kind of tension, doesn't it, in the in the paper and yeah. a kind of very precise line. Yeah. So I'm always um, <laughs> in the earlier works. I, I don't think I was. Um, I think I was more relaxed in some ways with the cutting of those lines because when I look more closely at the earlier works. You know, there are lines that I can say, oh, I'd love to go back in and cut that again. <laughs> but I love the idea of taking away and replacing with something new. Um, the idea that by taking stuff away, it doesn't mean that you're less than or that or that it's not as good. It just means it's different, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. What makes a good image for you to take? Because these are found images, your own photography and from magazines. Yeah, so a whole mixture. I tend to use images that are given to me now or that I have contacted people and said, can I take a photograph of you? So, Or my own image, which, you know, I've got my own permission. Um, what do you mean given to you? Like, So if I, so people on Instagram, so I might contact, there was an artist in Paris, I can't remember her name, it was a few years ago, but there was an artist in Paris and she had this beautiful image and she told me it was um, a photograph that her sister had taken So I asked her if I could use that image in the work and she said, yeah, completely fine. And I then gifted her a print of that image. Wow. So I can share that um, image with you. Um, But it's not like people coming to you going like, this is a good image, I think you can use this in your practice. Some people do, I don't really like that. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody listening, yeah. Yeah, Don't force yourself onto the work. I find it really irritating. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, it's a nice image. But I think that's the thing, people think, because they've seen my work and they've seen how many pieces I've created, that they think they know what I'm looking for in the work. And mm. to be honest, I don't know until I see it. Yeah. So I don't know how everyone else, how some other people yeah. think they know. So there's a recent collage you made which um, was involving uh, advertisement from Loewe, um, which a friend of ours, Jonathan Anderson, had commissioned. And yeah. it was with uh, another friend of ours and previous talk art guest, mm. Anthea Hamilton. And um, can you speak a bit about how, how that image like appealed to you for, for that college? Because I, I loved that one. Is that and it made me see it in it, such a different take it slow? way. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so that's the take it slow piece. I'm so int- intrigued that you actually recognised it. Um, that was, I can't remember the, so that image is taken from an image of, of a actress, Lashana, mm. at, actress, um, who was in... You just looked at me and said, actress. Yeah, you should know her. <laughs> like, <laughs> let me just point to me, actress. Like, actress and, at, your, at, your colleague. You, yeah, you're your Lashana. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had met her through Sarah Niles right. literally a couple of days before and was a bit blown away by her, I have to be honest. Um, she was so ethereal. Um, and I saw her image in a magazine just a couple of days later or so. And I just thought, oh, it really reminds me of when I met her. Mm. I then, um, at the time, I was, it was right at the beginning of lockdown. Things were really, really intense. I was in the garden and I found the image. Then I very rarely use text in my work. Um, but I was really trying hard to take things a bit slower and trying to come to terms with how things were going. And Take It Slow was just something that really stood out in the magazine as a text and then the connection with Lashana and then I've got a video where the kids were singing Three Little Birds in the um <laughs> while I was making it they were singing Three Little Birds by Bob Marley in the house so there's this recording of the you know the them finished piece with the kids coincidentally singing this beautiful song um 
yeah, it was just a really special moment. So that's what that piece was about. Cool. Slowing down for you is a huge element. You, you talk about that a lot when you've mm-hmm. had interviews, but the context of your practice making you slow down because you're using like a scalpel, which yeah. is a dangerous mm-hmm. you know, object. And you, you're obviously cutting things out in a way that you don't want to make mistakes. Yeah. Even if there are mistakes, you'll celebrate them. But it, the slowing down is something for you, which is really important, something you want to kind of put out there. Mm-hmm. It's really important for me. Um, yes, cut, using a a, um, a scalpel knife with a surgical blade, you have to focus. You can't do 101 different have things. Have you sliced yourself before? No, never. I oh, think wow. I did once recently and very gently, but not a full-on... Enough to scare to. yourself, though. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? I think I blame someone else for it because it couldn't be me. <clears> but, um... <laughs> <laughs> it's one of these people that were giving you them pictures to yeah, use. You're like, like oh, you forced this photo on me, that's why I cut myself. I, I lost my concentration. It's <laughs> nothing to do with me. But, um, but yeah, slowing down is really important to me I, I look after a lot of different projects you know I don't just do the visual arts aspect of my work I am um, yeah I look after lots of different things so creating gives me space to just slow down and breathe and that's where the series actually began was because I was doing a I was learning to run for the very first time in my life mm-hmm. and um, I got an ankle injury and I couldn't run anymore and I just managed to be trained to run from nothing to 10K within four months, which for me was a phenomenal achievement because Mm. I had some spinal problems in the past, so I'd never been able to run. And um, I got this ankle injury shortly after I did this 10K race, just your luck. So You um, got the race, though. I got the race. I did the race. And then I was trying to do this run every day, January thing with Mind, um, which is where you run every single day throughout January. And surprisingly, I got an, an injury. Um, but this thing of sorry to jump yeah, in, but this on, thing of on. doing something every day. You said you make a collage oh, yeah. every day. You have yeah. to do a run every day. Yeah. You you give yourself quite an order or a routine. Yeah, I do. I hadn't really thought of it like that. But yeah, I do. I give myself a bit of a routine. Um and then when I got that injury, I it throws you off. It threw me off yeah. because that was what was helping me to look after my mental health. It was helping me to stay really focused. Um it had given me a huge sense of achievement and a few people on Instagram, you know, were really empathetic, empathetic and said, why don't you just focus on your art a little bit more? Right. So that's when I looked around the house. I was like, what have I got? What have I got? I can't stand up and paint anymore because I was painting predominantly until that point. And I am... Um, so this is quite recently then. How long ago yeah, was this? So, Colla- so it was... Um, so it's three years, I think, since right. I started seeing ourselves. Yeah, it's and really recent. Uh, so that was the first series we're seeing ourselves? Yeah. And this project has yeah. changed your career, Completely. really. Yeah. You've had so much attention because of this. Yeah, it's changed my life. <laughs> Completely. I don't... I don't. So you were, this thing of things happened for a reason, fatalist. Yeah. You were meant to screw up your ankle. Yeah, I was. And it's only recently that I've really thought about that, you know, had given myself a bit of time. Yeah. And it has been an amazing three years, despite everything. I know mm. it's been horrendous as well, but... Personally, it's been a huge trajectory of growth and um, expansion, really, for me. But art is therapy for you, like like you're saying about channeling mental health into creativity, anxieties into being creative. Mm. It's 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 a life source for you. Yeah, it is. I can't function without it. So if I if I have if I'm feeling really stressed out, I can usually tell it's probably because I haven't run or I haven't collaged in you know a week or so. Because 
it just makes me, you know, the running just stops me from being on my phone or mm. doing an email or, you know, just doing stuff all the time. I just need to sometimes step away and not do, just immerse myself completely maybe in running or, you know, like just trying to get one foot in front of the other because that was tough this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, my God, can I really do this? Um, or just focusing, using the scalpel knife, using the cutting mat, and just having to be, and the I love the intimacy of of being with the work, um, because quite often it's really intricate pieces. They're not usually usually the large scale pieces. So, just being really intimate with the work. So having to be really really close to the to the cutting mat. I was recently filmed by um, the team at the Mac um, in Birmingham, where my show is going to be in April, and they. Um, they were really intrigued. They wanted to see how I made work. And I was like, well, I've never let anyone really record me doing this, but this is how close I get. And I'm not joking. It's like an inch, if that, away or two inches away from the cutting mat when I'm cutting something really, really fine. And despite the fact I wear very focals, I pull the glasses up to my hair, onto my head. And then I just need to be really, really with the work. But, um, but you do this at home. Yeah. So that's home is your studio. Yeah. And you have a family, and you I were do. saying about the, you could hear the kids singing a Bob Marley song. Yeah. <laughs> does that does that distract you? No, not usually because the kids they're really well behaved at the moment. <laughs> um, I'm just saying at the moment because I know things can really change really quickly. So they the studio's in the house. It's on the ground floor. It's mm -hmm. right next door to the living room. Um, when I close the door, they know that I'm working, and they just don't come in. Right. Um, sometimes if I'm really in the zone and I don't want to engage with anyone, including my husband, I um, <laughs> I don't really tell people this, but I leave through the um, studio room door, walk into the garden around to the back where there's a, a <laughs> downstairs loo, and I'll use that loo and then go back into the garden <laughs> and go back into my studio just so I don't interact. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it's ideally... You've got an outdoor toilet? No, it's at the back of the house. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. so there's a side return. You have an outdoor room. route. I have an where outdoor no one route. can bother you and yeah. then you don't... Don't talk to see me. anyone. I love in the zone. route. That's yeah. great. Or, and they can see you and they're probably a bit eye-rolly, like, oh, she's yeah, in the zone. She's Mum's in, in the, the zone. zone. Mum thinks she's really special. <laughs> <laughs> but you also sometimes make it in front of the TV because I know that on the anniversary of when you started the project, I think this last November, yeah. and that was the Anthea Hamilton one I was talking about. Oh, I think it was that was a different the one. We're work. talking about a different one, yeah. Yeah, sorry, I got, yeah. I got so confused. It. It's that one. Oh, yeah. So it's wow. using the, the advert. And I loved yeah. that whole campaign that Jonathan did. And, the, oh, and the, see. you've kind of taken Anthea, who's one of our friends and oh, amazing artist. Oh, this image as well. The, her, the, her facial expressions are very similar to the one in Coventry. Yeah. The way oh, they are. Yeah, that's true. The way you're looking down, yeah. you're not really engaging. You said when we looked at it, you said you didn't think it was the most flashing image, but you thought no. it, it was, again, I guess it's this not celebrating the mistakes or whatever you were like yeah. that is me it's a fallen version of me and that's what my the da your daughter took the image no of my you. son your so son. my 13 year old son took that image um of me for the commentary piece but that piece that you're talking about rob that was just a i'm saying just but it was like a piece of a bit of fun so um, okay yeah it was it's never to be produced as a print or right, anything right, like right, that right, because right. I haven't contacted. The, yeah, 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 yeah. So it was more so, of an experimental. Yeah, one, just it was like just a... experiment. That was just so that I could chill the hell out That's that so night. I remember I was really, really tense, and so I just started cutting. And I know with that piece for me, I cut too. I went too far. I think I cut into the face, and I think the image you're showing there looks 
that was the image that I was happiest with. Yeah, and I, think I just I love the way that, <laughs> that you've kind of taken Anthea into the nature as well, like yeah. into these trees. And that's a kind of ongoing um, theme within your work, isn't yeah, it? It's it is. sort of the black body within nature. Yeah, because I feel as though so often we're denied um, access to so many spaces and that can be seeing the black body in nature, you know, I know there are hiking groups that are, you know, encouraging black people to go into nature, but I feel as though even in... I love spending time in rural England. Mm. If anyone looks at my Instagram, they'll, they'll be able to see how much time I kind of take the studio um, with me and just go and spend time in nature because I feel as though so often we're not given that space, that space to enter maybe arts and heritage or, um, you know, rural England. There are so many barriers to our entry mm. that I want to create works where we do take up space where we are celebrated where we are enough in those spaces yeah taking up space is a huge theme yeah you talk about that a lot I do and I am um, I feel like through seeing ourselves I'm I'm literally living it I'm taking up space in spaces where traditionally I'm not seen so I'm working with a number of different organizations where maybe traditionally black women or black people more generally haven't been seen and I and sometimes I freak out a little bit I'm like sitting in a really lovely you know I don't do this anymore but a few months ago I remember sitting in a private members club and it was in the country and I looked around and I was like no one freaking looks like me mm. and should I be in this space and then I was oh, like fuck. yes you should yeah you really should you deserve to be here and um and yeah, it was a really interesting moment because I happened to have my notebook. I think I just got a little bit anxious, to be fair. But I happened to have my notebook and I just wrote how I was feeling just to process it. Not something I generally do. I'm not into journaling. I can't get my head around it. But <laughs> in that moment, <laughs> it really worked. And it just got me out of that headspace of you're not enough. You don't deserve to be here. All those kind of really negative voices. I just worked my way through it and I was like, yeah, I got this. And actually, you've had your work um, enter the collection of the Soho House collection, for example, haven't you? Yeah, I have. So, and you went the other day to see it with our friend Naomi um, yes. and Natalie. Who, who you um... introduced me to. Oh, yeah, I introduced you, <laughs> you to did. You did. That's it was hilarious. the breakfast um, that Lindsay Mendick had yeah. um, invited Charmaine and I to the following oh. morning. And I happened to sit next to Naomi. Oh. At breakfast. Oh, that's right, in Kern. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so um, Natalie and Naomi, they'll hopefully be future guests of Talk Art as well, but yeah. they, they run a platform called Everyday Racism mm. and they've just written a book called The Mixed Race Experience, which is out late it's this It's brilliant. Year. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> they're based in Margate. Yeah, they're based, yeah, they, they actually grew up in Margate. Right. And their dad grew up with Tracy Emin. And we just we just put it together that they they actually used to sit on the school bus together. There's, we can talk about that in another yeah. episode though. But but anyway, so you 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 met them and you just interviewed them at Soho House. I did. Where you're you're now programming talks and yeah. um, sometimes people are interviewing you, like yeah. um, Peju Oshin is going to yeah. be interviewing you. But um, what was that like when you showed um, them the actual work installed? Gosh, it was really strange. So um, I hadn't. At, so they saw it for the first time with me wow. uh, I hadn't seen it before so I created a piece it's the first time it's been it's a self-portrait it's me and nature it's um a kind of double uh it's really difficult to explain it but it's a paper cut portrait of myself that's been sandwiched between two panes of um, glass mm. um and then float mounted with an image behind mm -hmm. so it's kind of a 3d piece it's layered yeah, it's, yeah. it's layered. Um, and 
And yeah, they saw it for the first time with me. How did it feel? It felt really strange because that's the first time my work will sit in a permanent collection right. where people can see it. The commentary piece, was, I knew, always knew it was for a, a certain period of time, mm. whereas this is the first time it's a piece featuring myself has been bought and it, I no longer own it. And, and I heard you talk about it before, but um, this idea that like you didn't used to put yourself in the work. Yeah. So now you have like, you did the Coventry piece, <laughs> yeah. where I know you had conversations with the curator about at one point you actually wanted to cut it yeah, out. I wanted to cut my face out. Yeah, you were like, <laughs> that you were like, so weird, I shouldn't it? be there actually. But yeah. then you, then she encouraged you to. Yeah, and and you talked about that as well, Russell. You know, the image, the image was taken by my son, who oh, yeah. wasn't kind of thinking, is this a Instagram, a mm. Instagrammable style There's image? No vanity. There's no vanity. Mm. So I had to leave the ego, you know. I mean, I I think you look beautiful in it, but Thank I mean, you, you yourself, it's not like you look like a monster. No, but you, know there it, isn't... you know what it is, though? It's that moment when you're not... Um, unguarded. You're not unguarded, yeah, exactly. It's completely unguarded. Yeah. And I think, for me, that's why that piece works, because it's exactly. more authentic. And it actually makes you want to look more weirdly, because often yeah. people think if you've got the stare, yeah. that that will draw you in. If you think of yeah. Mona Lisa, or you think of all these paintings from history mm. where you might like look into the eyes. Yeah. But actually, I think that one was really great, because if you're a casual passerby as well, mm. like walking past yeah. you might look in and be like what's going on here and it people might, thought it was, it was me in there active. that's what i mean yeah. it was quite alive isn't it yeah, yeah. it was or alive like performance just stood yeah. there yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in there. yeah so the, i had people contacting me on instagram saying i saw your work and i genuinely thought you were in the window they were like we waved hi to you and I you didn't mean, wave back they're <laughs> like you're a bit rude yeah. <laughs> but um but it's interesting that also the one that you then um you know that soho house have collected is actually mm. another self-portrait of you so it's yeah. brilliant that you've got to this point now where you're feeling confident enough or yeah. you want to explore that side of the work i, I guess. do i really want to explore that side of the work i really want to dissect the reasons as to why i don't feel comfortable seeing myself in the work i think i have a fair idea mm. as to why um, what, because you're not used to seeing yourself on gallery walls? <laughs> no, I think it's a self-confidence thing. So I'm really, you know, I don't mind speaking to a room full of people. I like being interviewed for podcasts. I, I love all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I like going to events. But when it comes to, there's something different about featuring yourself in a piece of artwork. So I've never, ever, I think I've only ever sold three pieces where I'm featured in the work. Out of all the pieces, and I've never made a print of myself. I read a quote where a, a tutor said to you when you started taking self-portraits, he said, taking self-portraits as a black woman artist would instantly enter you into political and social debate, yeah. which then made you feel like you were making controversial work, even yeah. if it's a photograph of yourself. Yeah. And also said that it would be um, seen as sexual. Sorry? If I show, yeah, if really? I showed, yeah. If, because at the time I was making work about my body being in pain because during that time I struggled a lot with my spine. Um, so I had, I was in a lot of pain a lot of the time. I took a lot of painkillers. It was just before before and after surgery. And um, I think I had turned the camera around to myself. We didn't have selfies back then. But I had turned the camera around to myself. And he said that... Um, and I wanted to photograph my back mm. because I wanted to... Fo this probably sounds strange, but I wanted to photograph um, the my lower back where the surgery had taken place. And because I was showing my body, mm. he then said that it was um, it would be seen as sexual, even though there was nothing sexual about seeing 
a scar. It was like on medical, a, yeah. It was so, medical. That's so much his his projection, though. Yeah. Well. That's really unfair. It Isn't was really it, unfair. And it amazing. stifled me. Yeah, that's, that's what stated, I was about to say. Yeah. yeah. yeah it it's really amazing how those head. comments that people make, he probably just... Well, if he's a tutor and you're you're being educated by these people and they're they're projecting that onto you, then you're like, well, you know more than I know. Yeah, it's a confidence. It goes back again to a confidence thing, doesn't it? Where you think that they're in, they have, you know, they know more than me. Yeah, and also you want to get through the course and you've. Walking oh, yeah, out, shed loads of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't want to create work that's going to become controversial or difficult to to talk through in a in, in a group crit. So, well, you do want to create work that's controversial and difficult yeah. to talk through because that's the whole point of art. I know. To be told that oh, don't do that, avoid that, just make something that's yeah. easier for other people to more deal palatable. With. More palatable is yeah. so oh my god offensive. Yeah. It's yeah. so offensive. So I think it took me a while to. And I, I do think I'm still undoing stuff, but I think that I now feel that I'm able to make the work I want to make. And that's why my work features black women. Mm. And that's really important to my practice. And I've had people ask me, well, why are you only featuring black women? Well, I don't hear anyone asking no. white artists, why have you only featured white artists in your work? That never, ever mm. But people of colour get asked that a lot. And yeah. I've seen videos of, of iconic like writers, black mm. writers, who have been asked that, why do you not feature any white characters? Yeah. It's like, do you not realise how racist that is? Yeah, you? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Being interviewed by a white person saying that. Yeah, like, it yeah. is. So, yeah. Um, so that was in 2011 you graduated. That I was did. from your degree at St yeah. Martin's. Mm-hmm. Uh, we won't name the tutor. And so that <laughs> we're in 2022 now. So that's, as you're saying, this has taken you the last like eight years really to start to unravel that. So the yeah. painting you were doing before the collages, was that of black bodies? No. So just before the series, I think I'd pe- started to paint a couple of portraits. There were a few portraits of black women. Mm-hmm. Before that, they were abstract because I was still finding my way back into art. So... I think it was the year after I graduated, I decided time is ticking and I wanted to have a second child. So I, we went for it. And we were lucky enough to have um, my daughter. Um, I'm calling her mine because she's great right now. Um, <laughs> otherwise, it's your husband's yeah, daughter. Yeah, otherwise, it's, it's his daughter. I think naught to three, she was his. Okay. But now she's mine. mine. Yes, oh, mine. But, um, but yeah, so I... And after I had my daughter and after I had my son, actually, who's now 13... I suffered with postnatal depression during that time. So that also didn't help with creativity for mm, me. Mm. I didn't really want to make work about about having children postpartum. You know, I just, that wasn't what I was trying to say in my work. So that also didn't help. Um, so yeah, now being in a place where I'm able to make work, because because for so long after I graduated, I thought, this is it. I've now had children, I'm not. I'm not going to be an artist, you know. I'm going to be mm. in the burbs. <laughs> Again, isn't that the patriarchy? Isn't that yeah. what you're sort of told as a female artist? Is yeah. that if you have kids, then you sort of you're yeah. not you're not dedicated to your practice. Exactly. So, yeah. And it's I such have bullshit, been, isn't it? It's, it's such like... bullshit, and it's so um, oh, it's so reductive, and yeah. it's so it's so wrong. Mm. I've had people recently say to me, "Oh, it's great that I can see that you're traveling a lot and you're doing lots of stuff." But what about your children? Who look after? Who looks after your children? Um, and I've had that, you know, when I've just randomly seen someone and just thought, "Oh, say hi," 
And then I walk away going, that was really shit, actually. Really shit? Yeah. You know, my mum um, worked the whole way through my childhood, so she was at the Natural History Museum for the first 10 years, and she used to go 9 to 5 on Mm. Monday to Friday. And she was like a kind of real beacon of light to me during my childhood, of like someone that wanted to sort of make themselves and participate in the world and would inspire me and would take me to her workplace, you know, on weekends sometimes or even on holidays or whatever. But... I think her going to work was like really inspiring. Like she was this magical person that went out into the world and participated. And not saying that everyone has to do that, no. but because there not, should be a choice. But there should be a choice, yeah. and it should be possible if it, it, you know if it can be. Yeah. And I think the idea that people's creativity like stops because they've had children is just so ludicrous. And I understand that your time gets taken up because yeah. there's obviously practicalities. Not if you close the door. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Use the toilet, no, but, yeah. but there are ways the to. <laughs> You know, there are ways to still hopefully keep up the creativity yeah. at some point. So they understand your practice as well. It's like your mum, you said your mum took you to work, so you can see it. And the Natural History Museum as a kid is really exciting. Yeah. yeah. They're seeing your practice and yeah, they're they seeing are. you, your art being shown in places. So they, they get it. They really you know I mean? get There's it. no mystery around it. It's like, this is exciting. Yeah, and the work is around the house. So we, she, they see the work, you know, they talk about the work, they... Um, arts questions I just showed them this morning I thought that I'd shown them already but on Friday I got a copy of the Grazia copy the Grazia Australian edition which is like a coffee shop table edition that my work's been featured in so there are two pages in this like 500 page um, edition which is amazing I said I said to little M my nine-year-old I was like have you? Have I shown you this? She went no, and then she went, "Whoa, cool!" So oh, yeah, they're growing up seeing. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> they're growing up seeing. Also seeing these really positive images. Yeah, really positive yeah. images, and it started to come through in my daughter's work. So I shared something yesterday, um, which was a drawing that my daughter did on last Sunday morning. She came downstairs and she showed me this piece of work, and it's an image of a black man and a black woman, and. And on the woman's choker, it says Black Lives Matter. And I was just, I was completely, pardon the pun, choked. But um, (laughs) because it's just so beautiful, you can see through, um, I think sometimes art has a way of communicating in a way that sometimes you don't have words. So we haven't had conversations about Black Lives Matter in in a few months probably, not like specific conversations. But then again this morning, she came downstairs again. It must be a Sunday morning thing now. And she'd done another drawing. And then she, on one of the placards of this woman, she's written, um, there's more to us than slavery. And I was just like, this kid's nine. Wow. But I do feel as though there's so much that they're taking in. Yeah, and these affirmations are good. Yeah, you know really I mean? good, and they're, and they're positive affirmations. Through their yeah. Yeah. Um, so it really means a lot that... We're not even having like these full-blown conversations, but, you know, they're inspired and they can yeah. see that. And I, I said to I said to them a few months ago that I was really sorry that I wasn't around as much as, you know, I could have been, I could be. And they were like, it doesn't matter. It's my 13-year-old actually that said it doesn't matter. It's the main thing is that you're living your dreams and we can see you're living your dreams. Oh, oh my God, I'm going to cry. I know. But as and someone, I was just the like, education is really important because you are an educator. Yeah. To, to see the younger generation now, uh, your kids, mm-hmm. with these affirmations, yeah. knowing that they can, that can be a lived experience. Yeah. What is that? That must feel fucking brilliant. It feels amazing. It really does. Um, and is that is that is that common or do you think this is an education where you are that it's actually you can see an active change? Or do you think this is a generational thing that we're seeing now? 
Um, so is it a generational... So I don't understand the question properly. <laughs> like the, the younger generation, these yeah. kids now that are coming up with these affirmations, yeah. do you feel like this is... We've seen this across the country or do you think this is a certain... So I feel, as though, I feel as though this has been happening for a while. So, uh, so I wrote something a while back called Citizenship Through Art and I was working as an educational consultant. Um, I was teaching political literacy. I was training teachers across the country and it was about political activism, what you can do, what's about rights and responsibilities, knowing your, knowing who you are and how you can stand up for yourself. Mm. And I think that it's been happening for a while. I think the current government maybe haven't been too keen on this approach. Um, but I think it's been happening for a while. I think there are just different ways now of it manifesting itself. So obviously through social media, people are able to to kind of get involved more politically. But I think active citizenship has been around for a really, really long time. What does that mean, active citizenship? So active citizenship is about um, taking a political stance maybe or having some views that you want to communicate more widely or um, talking about things that you feel are important politically and socially. But as an individual, as a as, citizen, you can yeah, actively, pers- yeah, but like, you, as a personal thing, you can do that. Yeah, and yeah. or you can create a group and then you would act on that. So okay. it's about, um, so yeah, that's what it's about, basically. We all have the opportunity to make yeah, change. Yeah. yeah, so it's about making change. And I think making change is so important. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, and I think being... being- Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A change you want to see as well. There's always that, yeah. that catchphrase, isn't there? But I've always loved that because yeah. I think it's so true. If you suddenly realise you have the potential within yourself yeah. to change the way you interact with the world and and also the self-care thing, it's a bit like the journey you've been on with mm-hmm. your work and getting building your own confidence up, working through all the issues that you, you, you've experienced. Somehow working on yourself can actually mean that you end up being a better citizen in the world. Yeah, and I think for a long time I was working towards helping communities I still do um but I realize you know and working with young people I worked particularly with post 16 year olds that was my main remit and I also got a postgrad teaching certificate in that um which was funded by the government at the time um, <laughs> but I I realized really quickly that I was doing all this work and I was putting a lot out but what about me where was my voice I was working in a museum part-time and I was doing community engagement projects, so I was managing those projects for 
for a few years, um, public programming and political uh, and community engagement. And I thought, well, where is my voice? Do I have a voice in this space? Mm. Um, do I have a, a voice, um, you know, more widely? Mm. And whose voices are being heard? And who is being represented on gallery walls? Who's, who's, who's in charge? Who makes the decisions? And when I was looking around, I just couldn't see myself reflected positively back in museum archive collections, in um, on gallery walls. There weren't many images of black people on the walls. Um, it just all felt like I needed to make a change myself, rather and than. And this was in the last three years, you're saying. Or... Yeah, so I I left um, the museum in September 2020. Right. Yeah. So really recently, and that's when I became a full time artist. So is this driving you to do a work a day to get to get representation out there? You feel like you've got this? I don't think it was a conscious decision. I think it was, at the time, it was really therapeutic. Right. But it was really empowering. The work still empowers me. Oh, yeah. It really, I honestly, every time I create a piece, I'm like, it's almost like I can exhale and then I can roll my shoulders back and stand tall. That's how it feels. Oh. It feels like it needs to be... Um, it needs to be made and it needs to be out there. But on top of that, it's not just about the the visual work. It's also about the wider work I'm doing. That needs to also happen. The thing I think is so inspiring about you that I really thought about when I first met you was this idea that you can make work at home mm -hmm. um, on a really small scale. Yeah. And I think people forget <laughs> that sometimes. They, they see, even like with your Coventry installation and in your museum show that's coming up in Birmingham, like when you start seeing larger scale things, you just think these people are big stars. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're like, they, they must have loads of support. Yeah. They're doing these big things. But actually, it all starts out with an A4 piece of paper yeah, literally, in your living room. In your living room. Yeah. With, your, with feet, your family running yeah, around. It's with, like, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, literally. And it doesn't have to be. And I think that's what was stopping me from creating work. In my head, on top of everything else that had gone on in the years before, I also felt as though I needed a, a studio right. in order to create work. Yeah. So that room used to be, my current studio used to be the kids' playroom. Mm. It's now my studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just remember thinking, oh, I'm not a real artist because I, you know, I haven't got a studio and I need all this equipment and I can't afford the equipment because at the time I really did not have very much you know yes I lived in a house and all that kind of stuff but in terms of what I thought you needed in order to be an artist mm. I didn't have all that stuff to be legitimate or something. yeah to yeah. be legit yeah um and I still I don't have gallery representation I don't have um I don't have a, a manager I I literally hire an assistant who works with me one to two days a week I do most What's of it myself. The so the assistant's role is to sort out my admin situation. Um, which That's a good assistant. A, she's yeah. a really good assistant and she loves Excel spreadsheets. Oh, wow. Like literally oh, spreadsheets. my way. She's really, really good. Um, she also collects my prints for me. Um, so when the print company prints the prints, she then collects them. I sign and stamp them. She then... Um, post them out. Oh, great. She updates the information onto a shared drive. She does all that kind of stuff. If I have, so if I have an interview, um, she will put together the questions, ask me the questions, and maybe collate some stuff for me. Great. Um, she's absolutely brilliant. So that's what um, that's the support I have. But I think you're right, Rob. You know, just knowing that you can make art from your own home, and that it can be. 
I, I didn't start off thinking, I want to do this, and then I'm gonna, I literally was doing it just to keep myself sane, really, mm, mm. and sharing it and getting some really lovely feedback, and that was then spurring me forward to just continue making the work. Encouragement. We, we, we yeah. kind of hear it more and more, this idea that you need to just make the work, mm. and, then, and then that work will lead to the next work and yeah. to the next thing, and then opportunities might come your way. They might not, but yeah. they might do. You know, it's like, it's like you need to make the work yeah. in order to, to even have the opportunities, in yeah. a sense. And also just trust your instincts mm. just continue to make if you I remember someone saying aren't you going to change now this was about two years ago aren't you going to change and do something a little bit different you know you've been making seeing ourselves and all these images of women and I was like actually no get stuffed I'm literally going to continue making it because I enjoy making it and mm. I've still got so much to say, to say yeah. mm. and I feel like now and I knew I had more to say but increasingly I feel as though I have more and more to say and I want to say it through um, the podcast that's coming out, and I want to say it through the the series that I'm working on with Soho House. I want to say it through so many different ways. Um, yeah, I think there's just a lot more work to do. What is your podcast? So my podcast is Seeing Ourselves, um, the podcast, um, with the National Maritime Museum. So it's a funded project that I have been working on for the last few months, and I interviewed black historians, um, I started with an unboxing. <laughs> so I did, you know, like on Instagram, you get you get a gift and you see the celebrity yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of unbox something and then it's filmed. I wanted to do that. So initially it started off with us doing that a couple of years ago and they looked, I, I selected pieces from the National Maritime Museum's collections where there were representations of um, black people, people of African descent, in the collections and then we would talk about those images and it was filmed it's available on youtube to see but um and we did three unboxings and they the historians that i worked with they didn't actually see so it was it was a real surprise when they saw what i what i had selected oh right and it was really really um i did warn them that some things would be triggering mm. And there was one particular piece that was hugely triggering. And um, and as a viewer, you get to see their reactions mm. to the pieces. And we talked through not only the content of those um, pieces, but they also we also talked through the kind of um, the wording that's used in the descriptions, that kind of thing. Wow. So, um, so that's what I did initially. And then I did a panel discussion online. Mm -hmm with three black historians and we talked about... Can I just about, ask, was these works that they weren't aware of before? Yeah, you? so they're not even in the... They're not open to general public. They're literally in their archives, okay. yeah. So I got oh, access yeah. to the archives. And then more recently, it's been the podcast, so that's my final part of the project. Brilliant. I just finished um, and the podcast comes out in March, so I'm really excited because the podcast is six different episodes where we... Um, I asked the historian to look into the collections and select pieces that they wanted to talk about and specific themes. So each episode is themed. And then we have this discussion around the pieces they've selected. You've touched on it slightly, but um, why are prints so important to you in the process of printmaking? Um, and is it something about kind of the democracy of art, allowing more people to access your art? Yeah, so initially I did prints because I... Um, I, d I thought that the scale was... <laughs> I wanted to play with scale and I didn't want to remake, it's impossible for me to remake, those pieces, mm -hmm. um, which has meant that I have a huge body of originals. 
which is great. <laughs> <laughs> um, For everybody listening. You've, yeah. held, yeah. you've held on to yourself. Yeah, I've yeah. got all the originals, Brilliant. more or less. Um, so, so yeah, my curator came to see those pieces and we were looking through things. I think it took about five hours to, for her to see everything. How many, how many works have you made, do you think? Over 300 now. Wow. Yeah. And how many have become editions? Um, I think there are about 30. Yes, there's a lot more. And I'm still making work as well on top of it. And what print size do you do, like the edition numbers? So edition numbers, initially I didn't know how it all worked. So the edition numbers at the beginning were 100. Um, <laughs> and then um, they're more likely to be about 25. Oh, wow, yeah, cool. Yeah, about 25. Um, but I, I initially started the prints because I because the scale of them, the scale of the pieces were so small, they were all made on a full cutting mat. So I was a bit like... You know, I need more substantial sizes. And then I could see that once they were enlarged to much larger pieces, so they tend to go up to A1. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and I have done one edition of an A0, but I haven't, for some reason, I haven't put that one on the... What's A0? How big is that? Double an A1. Right, right, yeah, right. so super big. So that um, must really change the way you interact with the image as well. Yeah. It's like it becomes something more They literally expansive. start to take up space. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, they just dominate the space more and they feel like... I really like when the works are really, really big, but I also like, you know, I talk about the in intimacy of making the work and I love the intimacy of some of the smaller pieces. So there's a piece called Wakanda, which is... Um, the original is really small, it's like A5. Mm. So on the few occasions that people have actually seen the work themselves in my studio, they're a bit like, wow, I didn't expect the original to be so small because mm. the print is... A3. Mm -hmm. So everyone thinks it's an A3 and it's not. Everything's quite small. It's really w cool. Wakanda, is that a water deity? So Wakanda is um, from um, the film... Black Panther. Black, Pan ah, Black Panther. Yeah, right, right. And it's and he... named Wakanda just yeah. because I am... Um, that piece in particular is called Wakanda because that was the same day as my, my son's 10th birthday. Right. And I was taking them to see Black Panther and I had a little bit of time before I, before I took them out. And I started making it. I, then I was like, oh, I'm really in it. And then I came back and then I started making it, um, making that piece afterwards and then just stayed up until silly o'clock in the morning yeah, finishing you're in it. Yeah, in the zone. Yeah. So you have collectors internationally, like you see on Instagram. Yeah. You always feel very humbled by I'm where they're humbled. going around the world. And yeah. these people are connecting to your practice, to your work via Instagram, via yeah. social media. That's been a massive tool for you because you said that you weren't represented, which is sacrilege. And yeah. is, is that something you're looking for? A lot of my time is taken up by a lot of stuff that if I was represented, I wouldn't have to worry about so yeah. much, which would leave me more time to actually make. Mm. Um, I really want more time to create, ideally. Um, because I think in my head, I almost had this image of being an artist and being in my studio and just cutting all day and... And now I realise that's not the reality. <laughs> that's not the reality. Um, but yeah, so there are some benefits I think that I would gain from from having um, representation. But yeah, most people connect with me my work through social media. So having collectors all around the world. So I have a collector in Australia, and then quite a, I think most of them second the second highest number of people who connect with my work are from New York. So most recently, most pieces have been bought from people who are based in New York. And you don't sell the originals, these are editions? These are editions, right. yeah. But there is, um, there is a collector who's bought two originals and she's based in New York. She has two homes. So one home is in, in New York and she's bought two originals in the last year. 
That's great. I know, it's really great. <laughs> and she's just a huge... She was due to come over to the UK and she really wanted to meet me. Oh. And then she couldn't make it because of COVID. So you will, you'll meet. You'll meet. Yeah, you'll we meet. will meet. But you, it's going to happen. Really exciting, you touched on it again. You have a, your first solo yeah. at uh, Mac Gallery, which is in yeah. Birmingham. Yeah, I do. Which opens on the 15th of April. Mm-hmm. So what? how did that come about? What does that feel like? So you said that the curator was there and you took hours to select the works. Yeah. What, what are we going to be seeing in this exhibition? So the curator is Charlie Levine again, who who was the curator of the ITV ident that I was really fortunate enough to design for January 2020. Right. Um, so she is an independent curator. She's someone who I've worked with on two projects over the last couple of years, and she's someone I really wanted to work with again. So she's London-based. The Mac in Birmingham, um, the director, Deb- Deborah Commode, she actually contacted me through Instagram. So I'd been up to Coventry. I ended up going to Birmingham because Charlie was saying, you have to go to Birmingham, you have mm-hmm. to see Caroline Walker's work. Oh, yes, yeah. right, the painter. Yeah, the did painter. All the kind of domestic interiors yeah. during the pandemic with frontline Amazing workers. work. And, yeah, incredible but work. But when I arrived in the gallery, I looked down this arena gallery and I saw the most exquisite work, which I had seen at Autograph only a few years before by Maxine Walker. Okay. A brilliant, absolutely brilliant black photographer who I, I really love. And I immediately thought, I wish my work could be in this space. I, I would love my work to be in this space. And um, I ended up, I went up to see the work. I also saw Van Lee Burke's work, another brilliant artist. And I posted about it on Instagram, as I do. And Deborah Commode said, if you are ever back in Birmingham, please let me know. I've actually been following your work for over a year. Oh, cool. Your Instagram lives have um, kept me going through throughout the pandemic and I've really enjoyed them. So let's go out for dinner. And I sat down for dinner with her. On, I was due to go up a couple of weeks later. I um, went out for dinner with her and I barely sat down and she offered me a show. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> but you've got all the work for it. I have. I'm changing a few things. So I am making, um, I'm not going to say what it is, but I'm making a really large scale piece for the show. Great. Isn't it your largest one you've made? I think this might be the largest one. Yeah, that's what I, I haven't even started making it. Yet. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you've going. Got a bit of time, April. What we I've got now? April. I'm going up next week. Okay. And we're, I'm just um, final. I know what the image is. I'm just finalizing the sizing of Are you what in I'm going to make. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm in it. Um, yeah, I mean, it. and what have you called the show? It's just it's seeing ourselves, seeing ourselves. yeah, okay. because I've never had a show before called yeah. yeah, I've never had a solo show before, basically. Congratulations. Oh my god, we have to come! I'm so excited. Please so come. brilliant. Please, and please, and Matt Gallery is that an institution or is that a commercial gallery? Uh, they describe themselves as an institution. Okay. Um, they have a number of different community engagement type things that they do so they have a cinema they have lots of local groups go in and use the space they have a cafe and it's a really I like the space because it feels like it's really welcoming and welcoming to people who might not always visit a gallery space and that's really important to me in my practice yes I love working with members clubs I like but I want to be in all the spaces that's really important for me Um, I don't want to feel confined so the mere fact that I get to show in the Arena Gallery, which is a, a space that you don't have to open a door and mm. enter into, it doesn't have those barriers. So, um, yeah, apparently the footfall is 
amazing for that space. So, oh, that's I'm so exciting. Hoping a lot of people come to see it. Well, that's just a message for everyone listening, that the artist wants you to see the work. No matter yeah. how much these institutions make you feel intimidated and you're not welcome, you are welcome because the person who's making the work is saying, please come and look at the work. Exactly. Yeah. It's really important. And I think that's also why I love showing my work on social media because it gives people access to the work. They can see what I'm making. But I think for people to be able to see it in person mm. is another massive leap forward for me. I really want people to see it in mm. person. And and it's so optimistic and it's joyful. Oh, thank you. Know? you. And, and black joy is something that is missing yeah. in the art history canon. Yeah. So for you to be putting that out there is is so magic. Thank you. I really want to change the narrative. I want to change who who we see, who makes decisions, who has impact, who can instigate change. I really want to do that. Why do you think when you were growing up, art was something that you kind of lent to? You know, you painted before mm. you were doing collages. Mm-hmm. What do you think it is about art in particular? And I guess even with, with your kids, say, do you see art influencing them in, in their kind of progression as, as individuals? I think art for me was a way of communicating where sometimes I didn't have the words and I touched on it and recently in a post and didn't go too deep but I am um, but there were certain things I wanted to say mm. and sometimes you can't always speak and mm-hmm. you can't you don't always have a voice or children should be seen and not heard those were things that I was very aware of and so I'm I think it's really important it was always really important for me to have an outlet in order to to say how I felt without actually having to use the words because I just feel as though the words sometimes could and they still can, they can still get you into trouble but when you and I think that's why my practice is so important right now Mm. because I am finally I do finally have a voice Mm. I'm not afraid to say how I feel Mm. Um, and I want other people to feel the same and I can see my children through they both use creativity just increasingly over the last few weeks I don't know how if they had an inclination that I might be talking to you both but and you might ask that question but they've just increasingly been retreating to their rooms and and just making my son last night I thought he I was going to take his phone off him because I thought he was in his room using his phone it was about 10 o'clock and I was like you should be in bed you're 13 but um and he said, I've got something really special to show you. And I was like, what is it? I was thinking, I don't want to see a YouTube video. Just go to bed. And he said, um, I've been making something. He did this drawing and he did this drawing on canvas. And he was, and when I went into his room this morning, I could see he'd set up his artwork, like four recent pieces. He's taken down some other stuff, which were family you know, like pictures of him as a baby that I was trying to keep up. Um, and he put his artwork up on the wall. Wow. And I said, do you want me to get those framed, you know? And he said, no, no, I don't want them framed. He said, I just like them as they are. And I, and for me, that's a really big thing. Um, yeah, and that they're coming to it, themse- they're coming to art themselves. Yeah, they're kind of finding it themselves. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, you know, even though I make art at home and I there's art all around the house. you are with it. Yeah. They must, and that obviously inspires them. It's like that makes mum so happy. Yeah, and calms mum down. Calms mum down. <laughs> Maybe they need a Isn't bit that of brilliant, that. though, that like when you start, like you are doing now, you know, 
sharing your voice with the world, sharing your ideas, sharing your talent, it then inspires other people who have completely different talents yeah. to focus on their talents. And I, yeah. that's what I've always thought about you. And you're such a champion of other people. Thank like you. you have such a generosity of spirit. Like you travel all over the country. Mm. You see everybody's shows. Yes. You're there to be a... Um, champion. A champion, yeah. 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 I think it's just really important to support other people. You know, and I, I don't... Yes, it's nice if people do things in return, but... I do it because it brings me joy to see other people in a good place, you know, or even when I, over the last couple of days, I've literally had four friends contact me and just say, thank you for encouraging me to take therapy. It's really helping. And the last friend was just before I left, just called me up and said, you know, you, you know, you um, recommended that I speak to someone. She said, mm. and that's made a massive change. But I think it's so important to, to do that because it just makes everything better. It makes everything better when you're helping others in whatever way you can. Yes, you have to have boundaries because you can't help everyone all of the time. But when I get a message from someone, say, I got a message recently from someone in America who said they listened to a recent podcast I was on and um, and I told them this, my story of, you know, not always feeling confident in making work and having a bit of a break from it and having my own struggles and they said that really inspired them to create again and so that makes me really happy so I might not be working in pupil referral units or working physically in the community as much as I used to um, but I still want to have some kind of positive impact to other people. Oh you are, you are and also your lipsticks are something that everybody gets to know you know. Today I think we've got a teal, and I know that your brand is Anastasia Beverly Hills, which, which is today. on RuPaul, which RuPaul oh, really? always gives away a prize. Really? Which is almost You're like, kidding. And today's prize is from and sponsored by Anastasia Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm wearing a bluey colour today, aren't I? Yeah. I did have the teal, and then I changed at the last minute. Oh, this isn't teal on there? Isn't teal like a bluey colour? No, this is more of a, a powdery blue. This is more of a sky blue. But I had a full-on greeny blue teal. Yeah. But I was like, no, no, I'm not feeling that today. Well, I'm glad. And I also did my nails. Sorry to interrupt, no. Rob. But I also did my nails just before. That's how I calmed myself down. That's how I prepared for today. Oh, what to, yeah. to combat the nerves? Yeah. And Love we're looking that. at like a pink, half pink, half like a half pink, half purple on great. each nail. Triumph. Yeah. Detailed. Well, yeah, I'm, detailed. I'm glad we've got the artist here who actually knows about colour art. Exactly, yeah. sky blue is not teal, my love. Oh, I'm sorry, my love. <laughs> um, I've got one more question before we go into our last questions. But within in art history, there is a lot of superstars of collage, who mm -hmm. work within collage. Who are your collage heroes? Do you look to people who are making... So, um, my, my absolute favourite is someone current, um, Deborah Roberts. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Even absolutely... Friedman Gallery, yes. Yes. And I actually got to meet her last I don't know if you saw it on my Instagram but I got to meet her in I think it was in December mm. she was she came over for when was freeze uh October, October. okay mid-October was it really it was a bit late this time I think okay well the last few months have flown yeah. um it was October so she came over to be at freeze yeah. and she contacted me and asked if she could meet me and we went for no breakfast. way yeah we hung out mm-hmm <laughs> And she's been your hero. She's someone you look to. Yeah. Wow. And she came to see my work. She said she wanted to see my work at 180. So she came and saw the work. We had breakfast. Um, oh, we hung so out. Good. Yeah. See, it's proof you can create your your own reality. <clears throat> yeah. Like, you know, your expansions can. Do you, do you look at like Matisse and obviously Cara Walker yeah, I, and John Stezica? These are artists that... So really... John Stezica I've met because he used to be the husband of my boss a few years ago when I worked for... Um, 
Yeah, I was working for a, a place called Camden Job. Basically, I was working for a place, and I'm not going to name the name. And um, I was working with young people, and I made a collage back then. It must have been about 15 years ago. And I showed it to him, and he was like, you're really, really good. You should continue doing this. Oh, cool. Yeah, and so I have met John Stezica. I'm acting like I've met everyone. Yeah, but, um, right, name-dropping, show Name-dropping, I know. Like, name-dropping. We love the Stez. <laughs> we love the Stez. He's amazing. Um, and I do think about his work sometimes when I'm making. Yeah. And I went to the Henry Matisse, the cutouts exhibition at Tate. So, mm. yeah, I, I tend to... I don't necessarily always just look for collage artists. No, I look look for lots of different people, but yeah, they're probably Deborah's probably my all time favorite. Not just because I've met her, but because I love the message in her work. Mm. I love how powerful her work is. I love the combination of collage and painting, and and the scale of the work and how they force you to just stop. Mm. And I love how those images have such power in such plain spaces. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, it took me there then. <laughs> Good. No, us too. So, uh, for every guest, we ask the same bunch of questions. The first one is, if you could do an art heist, yeah. you could have any piece of art in the world for yourself, what would it be and why? Okay. Oh, I think this God. is going to be a tough one for you in this particular. really Because you're collect. a lover. You love you collect, art. Right? Hmm? You collect. I don't. I've got... Do you know, I have some work by a one Barbadian artist who I think you should interview. Okay. Um, What's her name? <laughs> you're taking recommendations. Her name is Sheena Rose. Sheena as in S-H-E-E-E-N-A. Okay, I'll write it down now. And um, she's someone I met when she did a performance piece at the Royal Academy a few years ago. But we met through Instagram. And then when she was in London, she asked me if I wanted to meet up. And I said, Yeah. So I went with her and Jessica Taylor, who works with ICF, and we went to the Tate for the day. What's but, ICF? Um, International Curators Forum. Okay. Um, I think it's co-run by David Bailey. Oh, right. Who just curated the, um, co-created the show Life Between Islands. Oh, it's on the Tate Britain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brilliant show. Yes. Um, so, yeah, back to who I would choose. So I'm going to choose... There are so many people I could choose you pulled from. your phone up now. There's loads of names on there. Am I... No, there's one name. Okay. But it's just because... Written loads of times. Yeah, just like <laughs> on repeat, just in case I don't see it. No, what it was... So the piece is The Crucifixion by Francis Bacon. Mm. It's not actually called The Crucifixion. The reason why I've got notes, Russell, is because it's called, actually called Three Studies of Four Figures, sorry, Three Studies for Figures at the Base of a Crucifixion, mm-hmm. and it was created in 1944. Mm-hmm. Wow. The reason why I created that, I, I didn't create that piece, I wish I did. The reason why I've chosen that piece is because it was the first piece of art that I really fell in love with as a child. It's really hardcore. I know, right? What, what was it? How old was you when you saw that? I was so young. it always so used to scare me. I mean, it, it still scares scare me. me now. It Does didn't. It? No, it still doesn't scare me. It still doesn't Does, scare me. Do, 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 do other works piece? by him scare you? Not really. I think as a kid, Bacon, I love it yeah. because it does that. But it, it really troubled me. Do you know why I, love, why I loved it? Because I it was the first time I'd seen artwork that didn't need to be beautiful. Mm, psychological. And, yeah. yeah. And it really depicted pain and suffering. Oh, yeah, I do know it. I've just, know I've it. just looked it yeah. up. Yeah, I've actually seen it. I saw it in Paris at yeah. the um, retrospective. It's at the Tate at the moment. Yeah, it's at full Tate on, Britain. isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think that's... I just fell in love with it. And I love... <laughs> I don't think at the time, but now I actually love things in series of threes. I love oh, really? threes. Yeah. 
And I don't know if that appealed to me as a child, but I loved the the combination of the black and white, very heavy black and white drawing with the bold orange. I was just really drawn to it. Mm. And I still love that piece of work. And every time I see it, I it just takes me back and reminds me that you don't have to make work that is necessarily beautiful, which reminds me of the Marina Abramovich piece, which is art must be beautiful, artists must be beautiful. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, video performance piece where it's a black and white video where she's vigorously brushing her hair and it's just looking... Oh, she's quite aggressive with Yeah, hair, aggressive, yeah, yeah, it's that piece. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And as an audience, you're going, oh, don't pull, yeah. you're putting your hair on purpose. But I love that piece yeah, of work. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I love that piece of work by Marina and I also, acting like I know her, um, by Marina, and I also love the uh, the Francis Bacon work in particular. Can we show off right now? We actually just met her. Just shut up. We met her in like November or something. When was just it? Can't. I met her before that. Oh, what? Yeah, I met I her. I really want to You met her without John me. AIDS Foundation. Ooh, who is next another name drop. Elton. Elton. Um, anyway, Marina was totally everything you would ever hope. Really? Yeah, she's the best. Her, her generosity of spirit is like mental. Oh she's like so kind, so awesome, so magical. Really? I love her. Okay, She'll next time can you talk invite art. me? Yeah, when we, when we record talk art. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just sit <laughs> and look through the window. And coffee. <laughs> um, love that. The other question we ask every guest is, what is your favourite colour? That's a hard one. And I knew this is question was... I was about to say, you must have known. I know you've listened she to a lot She needs to send me some stuff. because we've named, we've Anastasia dropped her name. Beverly Hills. Yeah, she's said it. we've said it twice now. I want like all the liquid lipsticks. Um... Me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think green. Any type of just green? Just jade green. Oh, jade. I really love... Yeah, just I jade really, green? Just jade. Yeah, just casual. <laughs> I really love jade green. I can't even explain why. I just really like the colour. Okay, everyone go onto Google now and look up jade green. Mm. and Think about why you love it too. Yeah. Um, That's good. Cool. Other question we ask, what is the best advice you have ever received in regards to your art? Oh, that's, I didn't know that question was coming. Oh. Ooh. Oh. A little curveball. Mm -hmm. um, not that I knew any of the questions, but, um, which I kind of like. Um, best advice. Just to keep going and believe in myself. Have you, have you had someone say that to you? Or this is advice I think for that's yourself. just me, advice for myself. So that's advice you would give other people. Yeah. Yeah. Just um just believe try and believe in yourself. Just keep going. Don't listen to because I remember being told that, you know, what would you what will you do when you do an art degree? What's what job are you gonna get? Mm. Guess what? I'm gonna be an artist. That's what I'm gonna do. It makes me think of a Tracy Emin quote when we first started this conversation today. I need art like I need God. Yeah. And I feel like that applies definitely to you. Yeah, I need art and I need it in all of its forms. You know, I don't just want to be known as a collage artist, but I want to do, I want to do so much. So, yeah. And you will. Watch this space. Continue watching this space because you are. We love you. We're big, big you are. fans of yours. Yeah. Um, Sharon Waters fan club. Did you know that there's actually like a drinking game now because talk oh. art, you listen to talk art, the amount of times you mentioned Tracy Emin's name. Oh my People gosh, People do hilarious. a drinking game where they like down a shot every time you mention her. <laughs> um, I don't think I've, we mentioned her much. I've No, we didn't in this one, but we do. If you listen to it regularly. It's <laughs> no, like I do. I know you do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, I mean, what can you say? We love her. Um, Jade green, I just um, Googled it, and it is actually a really vigorous green, isn't it? It it's is a really nice green. You can really nice get green. lost in it. Yeah, I love that colour green. 
Yeah, it's an unusual lost, type of green I don't know where bean. I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, on that note, Ross, we're going to let you get lost. Um, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, for all images of the artworks we've spoken today, you can go to our Instagram, at Talkar, and Sharon, you're on Instagram. I am. And um, we were talking earlier, you do sometimes post twice in one day, which we, we're very proud of. <laughs> we think you. we should encourage this behaviour. Yes, post more. Um, keep posting. What is your Instagram? It's London underscore artist one, and I will try and post more. And we are going to be linking um, uh, to Sharon's uh, Instagram. And we'll also be sharing pictures of the exhibition in Birmingham, um, which opens on the 15th of April. Yes. And thank you so much. I'm so glad we finally got yeah. to do this. I've wanted to do it for literally about a year now, or whatever it's been. Yeah. Why is it not your name on Instagram, by the way? That's such a good question. Thank you. Um, because when I started, I wasn't sharing my face at all. I was doing it anonymously. Were you? Yeah. <laughs> And so I would only show kind of the projects that I was doing or artwork and that would be it. I would never show my face because I, going back to that thing of confidence, I didn't have the confidence to show my face on Instagram. So that's why I'm called London underscore artist one. And a few people have said that I should now change it to my name. What do you think about that? Yeah. Okay. I think, I think you should do what makes you feel comfortable. Yeah, this makes me feel but comfortable. we are grateful that we get to see your face because we love your face. Thanks. And um, on that note, <laughs> we'll be back very soon. Thank you to Anastasia Beverly Hills. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Thanks for listening. Thanks. We'll Hello, be back Sharon. soon. Bye. Thank you, bye. Bye. You've been listening to Talk Art with Robert Diamond and Russell Tovey. Follow us on Instagram at Talk Art, where you can view images of all artworks discussed in today's episode with music by Jack Northover. Subscribe to Talk Art at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Give us a rating and write us a comment. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com